Hello everybody and welcome back to Spodcast episode 25. In today's episode I'm going to be giving my Champions League round of 16 predictions and going to be telling you about all the teams that I think are going to go through. So I'm going to jump straight into it. So the first match is a cracker to start us off and that's PSG v Bayern. So it's a big game, really really big game. Uh, It's a great match to start us off. Obviously two big teams, PSG and Bayern. You know, obviously PSG haven't won the Champions League before, but, you know, this could be their year, this could really be their year. And obviously Bayern, you know, have won the Champions League three or four times, and obviously they have, both teams have incredible quality in all positions. You, you look at the, you look at the, you look at the squads and you just go, wow, amazing squads. I mean, I could read off some of the names here for PSG, mainly that front three I'm going to read off, which is Kylian Mbappe, Neymar, and Lionel Messi the best player of all time in my opinion Messi and then if you read off the names for Bayern you know Sadio Mane Serge Gnabry Leroy Sané uh, Joshua Kimmich uh, Kingsley Coleman uh, Leon Goretzka Upakamu uh, uh, Matthias De Ligt so there's some Manuel Neuer obviously and then for my PSG you can name Verratti Kimpembe Marquinhos Ramos Hakimi, Donnarumma, I, I, Neuer, I, I, for I Neuer, obviously for Bayern Munich, I could, I could go on with the list of players that both teams have. I mean, unbelievable players they have. But the real question is, who's going to win the match? And I think it's a very tough game because obviously Bayern. I think the big loss of Lewandowski has, you know, it's it's impacted them a bit because he was obviously getting forty goals a season in the league and obviously scoring ten or, you know, averaging eight or nine goals in the Champions League. Every season, obviously, you know, Bayern always make it out of the group stage, and we obviously they've done that comfortably. And you know, they've, they've shown they can beat big teams, you know, like Barcelona, like Inter Milan without them. And obviously, I think this new signing of Sadio Mane is a huge one up front. You know, he's getting the goals, and obviously they've got Chupo Moateng as well. But I do, I do wonder. Just I think with that front three of PSG with uh, Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe, I mean they've been they've been killing it in league on this season. They've been killing it in the Champions League, and they they really are performing as a front three. You know, they're gelled. They look more gelled than they do. They're playing really good football. Neymar looks back to his best. Something he's been criticised in the past and not showing up in big games. I mean, he's been unbelievable this season, especially for PSG. And obviously, all all these players have gone to the World Cup, so that could factor in maybe being tired after. But look, I don't think that's going to be a problem. I mean, these are proper professional footballers and. They're gonna. I think they're gonna want to. PSG definitely want to win the Champions League. I know Bayern will want to win it, obviously as well. But I think PSG will just have the more desire to win it. And I think they're gonna edge it in this match. Both teams play really exciting football, though. Really, really good counter-attacking football. But I just think that front three. I think if Bayern are on their game and that front three click, I mean we've seen what they can do. They tear teams apart, and the chemistry the front three have at the moment is unbelievable. So I think PSG just edge it for me, and I just think. It's solely based on that front three and the fact that they've got just got better players, in my opinion, in that in the attacking positions. But credit to Bayern, they've got really good players, and I think it's going to be a very tight, tight game. So uh, PSG to go through in the first match. Uh, so the second match is AC Milan versus Tottenham. Now this is an interesting one because, in my opinion, I think AC Milan are going to go through. Let me tell you why. Tottenham this season have not been great. I think we've all seen it. I think we've all seen. Look, they've had their moments. They've beaten, you know, teams, but you know they haven't really shown the consistency that obviously Antonio Conte would 
I've liked to see. You know, I thought this season with the signings they would have made in Basuma, uh, Longley, Richarlison, Jared Spence, Ivan Perisic. You just thought all these players, you know, the squad depth they'd have. But they just, you know, obviously, look, they show their quality. But I just don't think that Tottenham have the quality to beat Milan. Sorry, let me just say that. Tottenham do actually have the quality to beat Milan. I don't know what I'm saying there. Tottenham do have the quality to beat Milan. But I'm looking at Spurs' attack. And the goals are really only coming from Harry Kane. I mean, Son's not at his best this season. He really isn't. I know he scored a few goals, but he's not at his best this season. Richarlison is injury-prone. He's not. He's not the. He's not the player to get you big games. Kuliseski, he's been injured half the season, I think, or he's just not at his best. He's one of the, one or the other. <coughs> but I think, I mean, that man Harry Kane will probably try try drag them through the game. I mean, he obviously probably will score because he always does score for them. But you know, I do look at Tottenham, and I think they are weak, and I think Milan can definitely. I think going to a place like AC Milan, who have very rich history in this in this. Um, tournament and if you go back to those Milan teams back in the day were like the just unbelievable teams they had and you look at them this season and obviously they have a new star in Rafael Leo who is arguably one of the best wingers in Syria I have watched a bit of him he looks just so good I mean so strong quick skillful you know he can finish very well you know I saw him against Chelsea the way he just continuously took on players you know he's brilliant big strong lad and you know you'd fancy him. You know I think if Tottenham aren't, on, I think you'd fancy him to score a few goals against Tottenham if they're not on their A game. Look, um, Milan have got a good team. You know they've got a very good team. They're a very tough team to break down as well. You know they play good football, very attacking. You know they've got some great players: Theo Hernandez, Rafael Leo, um, Mike McNan. They have Tamori, who was obviously very unlucky not to get called up for the World Cup squad in England. And I think that would have him fired up as well. But I just think Milan are going to win. I think they're going to win in the first leg because I just think with that atmosphere in the Milan Stadium, I actually remember United going to Milan, I believe, two seasons ago in a Europa League game. I think it was a quarter-final game. And, we, you know, even without um, a crowd in the stadium, they were so difficult to break down. You know, they make the game so tricky for you. They're very good defensively. They're very good going forward. You know, they're, they're a good team all around. So now I would fancy them to definitely beat Tottenham I think Tottenham just have not been consistent this season there's not one player except Harry Kane and um, I thought Bentenker has been good I thought Hoiberg has been good but the only consistent player who's scoring is Harry Kane and that's been, that's what it's been like for years so I think AC Milan just to go through I think they're just playing better football at the moment I just don't think Tottenham are consistent enough so the third game so obviously uh, Milan to go through in that match uh, so the third game now is Club Rouge v Benfica now I can't lie, I haven't watched. And I can't lie, I haven't watched Benfica or Club Rouge at all in the Champions League. So I'm really just basing this off how they finished their group, and obviously Club Rouge came second in their group, and Benfica topped the group in the group of death, which was obviously they're in the same group as PSG and Juventus, which was very very big of them to qualify out of the group, and obviously to come <clears throat> top spot, which is very impressive. And you know, like Club Rouge, obviously are a good side. I, I honestly, I don't really, I don't really have a whole lot to say about them. Obviously, I've seen Benfica play. You know, they play good football, tough teams to break down. But I think Benfica are going to win it, and I'm basing this really off. Just, I think they've just slightly got slightly better players. You know, they've got uh, Neres and they've got Otamendi for uh, Benfica, very experienced players. 
I just I personally think they're gonna go through. I'm just, I'm just basing this really off their form in the Champions League. You now they're really good in the Champions League, and I just I think you think Club Rouge, you know, Club Rouge can definitely put up a fight. But I just think uh, Benfica the edge for me, in my opinion. Okay, moving so Benfica to go through in that match. So moving on to the fourth match, we have Dor- Dortmund v Chelsea. Now this game, I think, can go either way because. Dortmund are good on their day, and Chelsea are good on their day as well. But both teams can be absolutely woeful on their day. And I think, t- obviously, the sacking of Thomas Tuchel was the big talking point for Chelsea. And obviously, they're bringing in Graham Potter, who is a very good manager. But a lot of people are asking themselves, is he the right manager for Chelsea? Is he, is he the right fit? Personally, I think he's still got... I think I think he needs to give him more time. He's obviously not had great results in the last few weeks. And obviously he started off really well. I think he won his first four games. And obviously he qualified Chelsea out of the Champions League group. But then you look at Dortmund. And they are a very good team. Very tough team to break down. And obviously we've seen them this season. You know, they got a nil-all draw against uh, Man City in in Dortmund. And they obviously barely lost to Man City in the Champions League as well. And in the Eddie had it when it was obviously a, a winner from Haaland. The last minute, obviously Haaland. I think the big loss for this didn't, for the for them this season would have would have obviously been Haaland. But look, they've done some they've done some good business though. You know they've signed Adiemi, they've signed uh, Makoko. You know they've signed some good, very some very good players, and they've obviously signed Sule as well. So they have got some very good players. Dortmund, but they've obviously got one star player this season who's really broken out, and that's Jude Bellingham. He's probably one of the best midfielders in the world, in my opinion. The way he plays football is unbelievable. Brilliant player. He's gonna he's gonna be. One of the best, I think, in the world in a few years. He's already proven he's so experienced. He, he already has so much experience as well. I mean, he's, he was playing in the Euros for England. You know, he's got caps for England at the age of 18, 19. It's pretty impressive. And he played, I mean, it's it's just mad to think a player that, player that young is that experienced. It's amazing to see. Great player. And I do think this is going to be a tough game. I think both teams definitely will play very defensive football because that's how both teams play. They play a very narrow narrow i think the pitch will be very narrow in the fact their formations will be set up both teams are very defensive and i think chelsea just edgy for me and the reason i think is i think they've just they've, they've just got slightly better players i mean it's kind of weird saying they've got better players because you look at the squads and you just think but they have got better players chelsea and they obviously have better history in this competition but i wouldn't be surprised if dortmund were to win i mean chelsea have been inconsistent but chelsea really need to kick on after the World Cup, and maybe if Chelsea can build a bit of consistency before the round of sixteen, I think I think if Chelsea can build a bit of consistency, start winning games, and seeing, and obviously it will give Graham Potter more time to implement his playing style into the Chelsea team because I don't think he's been given enough time. Look, they need to get you know they got a good attack, you know, and I think they need to get a Bamyang scoring again. And Raheem Sterling obviously is their big player for them for Chelsea. So I'm gonna go uh, just Chelsea to edge it, and I think basically, and I think they'll. The only reason I think they'll win is because I think if they can build some consistency, and they've got a slight, they've got a better team to be honest with you. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dortmund were to win. You know, Dortmund are a good team. They play very good football. Very tough to break down, and we've seen that obviously against Man City and other teams. So moving on to the fifth game. So obviously that's Chelsea go to Chelsea to go through. So moving on to the fifth game now, and this is a cracker: Liverpool v Real Madrid. Obviously last season champions, last season's Champions League finals, and obviously Real Madrid coming out on top in that match. But 
this is going to be tough. This is going to be very tough. Obviously, both teams are... You know, it's weird because last year, both teams were flying high. But there's been, you know, a Liverpool haven't had the greatest start to a season. And I do wonder, though, will they be... Obviously, we'll know they'll be probably uh, winded up and they'll want, they'll want to get a result against Liverpool, against Real Madrid. But, I mean, Real Madrid have won this competition 14 times. I mean, that's amazing, unbelievable. And Carlo Ancelotti gets results in these sort of matches, even if they're not playing well. <sighs> Who goes through is, in my opinion, is such a tough match. You know, both teams... I mean, even if you look at Liverpool, even though they've lost Mane, they still have a world-class team. You know, they've got Darwin Nunes. And honestly, I at the start of the season said... I think he was. I think I may have put him in my top three signings, but honestly, I doubted him at the start. I thought he was, you know, just a waste of money. But he's actually started to really improve, and you know, he's starting to score more. And that's what Liverpool need. They need a lift. And if Nunes think, can continue his form, it'd be great to see him score. For, obviously, for Liverpool fans in the World Cup, and obviously for Uruguay as well. But obviously, Real Madrid have good players as well. Vinicius Junior, Benzema. Obviously, this season's Ballon d'Or winner. Um. <laughs> Sorry, last season's Ballon d'Or winner, uh, and obviously Luka Modric, Tony Cross. I I can name the teams. I can name the players. All players, both teams have world class players. Who goes through is the big question. I'm I'm, re- I'm scratching my head here, thinking who is actually going to go through, because I don't know if I can actually say, because it's both teams play really good football, and I know Liverpool have actually started to play better Liverpool look like their old selves again I know it's only two or three games but they've won but they, they do start to look a lot better than they did at the start of the season now look this is form and we thought we thought you know when they beat City they you know they might play they might have come back but they obviously didn't but you know they do look more convincing at the moment Madrid obviously playing good football I do wonder though Maybe Benzema's. I know Benzema's been injured. I just wonder if he, you know, obviously if he got if, if he was getting injured in the World Cup, they might be in a bit of trouble. But they obviously they have players like Valverde who's really stepped up this season. You know, he's playing unbelievable. They've obviously got Vinicius Junior, who's now become you know a natural goal scorer. They've got a very good backup in midfield. I know they've lost Casemiro, but they still have Chuamini and Camavinga, so they've got some good options. Obviously Rudiger as well. They signed this summer, so they did some great business. Both teams obviously play good football, very high, high energy football. So in my opinion, and I'm just gonna edge this game to Real Madrid, and the reason is because their history and their fighting spirit, and they don't stop. And Liverpool don't stop either. But I just think they're gonna edge it by a goal or two, not even a goal or two. I think it might even go to penalties. I think it'll be that tight. But now uh, Real Madrid to edge it just based on their history and their unbelievable spirit. But I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool were to win. Both teams are really good. So my so obviously Real Madrid to go true. Uh sixth so the sixth game is Eintracht Frankfurt v Napoli and in my opinion it's this honestly could be a piece of cake for Napoli. I think it will be. Napoli were unbelievable in that Champions League group stage. They walked it. They walked it. I mean they walked right out of it, won all their games. Sorry, they won sorry, they won sorry, they didn't win all their games, sorry, they won five out of their six games. But I mean they were really good. I mean that four one win over Liverpool was massive. I mean they they hammered Rangers and they beat Ajax as well. So I think it's gonna be a walkover for them. I think the new managers, what he's done and the signings they made, they look like an unbelievable team this season. And I think they honestly I think they could be the dark horses of the Champions League. I think they could win it. The way they play football is unbelievable. 
the way they play football is unbelievable. I mean, even watching that Liverpool game, they're real. There's a real team spirit there. They fight for every ball. You know, they win it back. They score goals, and they've got really good quality players as well. I mean, Osimhen, he is a handful up front, and I'd love to see him in the United jersey next in January. Obviously, it probably won't happen because Napoli will want to keep hold of him. I think he does want to stay in Napoli, but I'd love to see him in the United jersey. Now the question is, Frankfurt. <sighs> I just don't think they stand a chance against Napoli. I just think Napoli are going to walk the floor with them. I think Napoli are that good. And, you know, they're playing really good football at the moment under their, under their new manager. So, Napoli to win. And I think they're going to win it comfortably. I really do. I think the football they played and how good they've been this season in the Champions League. And I, I know they're doing well in Syria. But what I've been, obviously, I don't really watch much Syria. In fact, I don't really watch it at all. But when I was watching them in the Champions League, they just looked so good the way they played football. And all the players, you know, do their job. So, Napoli to win it, in my opinion. And obviously, to win the match and go through. So, the seventh match is Orby Leipzig v. Orby Leipzig v. Man City. Now, I think this is going to be an easy win for Man City. I know Leipzig, obviously, they've got, I believe, in Cuckoo. If I'm not in Cuckoo, is it? I'm just going to check now. Uh, so I'm pretty sure they do have him. Uh, yeah, they do. Now he's obviously their best player, probably. Uh, but I don't think they really are going to win this match at all because I think one man for Man City. I know Man City are look at Man City, the best team in the world on their day. They are the best team in the world. I think Man City could win this very comfortably. I think that man up front, I think the, the addition of Erling Haaland this season, we've seen what he's done. You know, he got the winner against Fulham in the last few minutes, the winner against Dortmund. He scored hat-tricks. He scored three hat-tricks for already in the Premier League. He's already sitting on 22 goals, which is scary. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, I don't know how many he's going to score. I don't know how many are City are going to win by. I mean, City have got unbelievable players as well. I think Haaland's just been so... Focused on because how good of the how good how good to the start of the season he's had that he's you know he's silenced the other players like like De Bruyne is like your Riyad Mahrez he's not having a great season but like your Bernardo Silva's like your Phil Foden's and obviously Jack Grealish in there as well but no I would fancy Man City to win this and I think if Man City play at their very best they could win this five or six nil over the two legs I think if Uncucky might score a few but they can really find it difficult to break down this Man City team because Man City are a tough team I know they've had a few slip ups but I think after the World Cup when everyone's fully recharged and Haaland obviously isn't sorry fully um, back to their best and obviously Haaland obviously isn't going to the World Cup so he's going to obviously have a month off unless that I know Ashton United have tried to get him on a 28 day loan so if that happened obviously he'd have more football which would just have him more warmed up but if he if he sits if he sits around for the month he's going to be scary how many goals he's going to score obviously because he's not going to the world cup so he's got he's got that one or two months to just chill out and you know work on his game but he doesn't really need to work on him and he's that good so now man city to win that comfortably uh in my opinion so man city to go through and on the so that was the seventh game and now we're going to go move on to the eighth and final game and that is inter milan v porto now i watched inter milan against barcelona and what a game it was uh, obviously 3-3 three, three, and I thought Inter Milan were really 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 good they look like they look like a good team I mean I don't think they're going to win the Champions League because there's just too many good teams in the Champions League but I think they can definitely get a be Porto 
Uh, I didn't watch much of Porto. I I know Porto are, are a good team, obviously, you know, they produced good talent. But I think Milan are a better team. They've obviously got the likes of Barella, Latara Martinez, Skriniar. And they've got some very good players. And Milan obviously are a good team. And they've been, you know, they've knocked out Barcelona. They finished second in a tough group, so which was another group of death. Group of death, sorry, that was the real group of death. I know the PSG one was for obviously Benfica, but this was the real group of death. Um, and no, I think Milan are going to win this thing. They've got the better players, play better football. You know, th- these Italian teams are very tough to break down. I know Porto are a good team, but Milan are just going to, I think, just slightly. You know, it's just going to play better football. They've got a better team. They've got a better just real playing style and I'm excited to actually see them because I would love to see an Italian team win the Champions League I know it's been a long time since we've seen them obviously since Juventus have fallen off we haven't really seen anyone else in the final and obviously it'd be great to see Napoli as dark horses or even Inter Milan but now Inter Milan to win it so guys that's going to wrap up this episode Um, before I go I actually just want to say I'm really sorry for the lack of uploads I know it's been nearly a month but uh, the episodes are going to start um coming out more consistently now i'm gonna try and get one a week maybe one every two weeks but uh i need to start obviously getting the way i've been kind of i've been busy for the last kind of month uh with other things and i'm not but i'm happy to get this episode out and obviously unfortunately obviously no guest today which is kind of frustrating because it's very difficult to do a podcast just by just me talking and i know you guys probably you know what, what i wanted to do was maybe switch it up by just doing one episode myself and one episode with a guest but i think the guests are just better to have on because you you know you just don't and they're always the guests are always terrific is when i'm i'd be happy to have anyone on um but no i promise to get a guest on for next episode and yeah um obviously sorry about the lack of uploads but we're gonna have more out podcast obviously is going to keep improving and yeah thanks for listening guys